This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. ISIS is on the rise. Our southern border is in tatters. China's economy is collapsing and members of law enforcement are being targeted for assassination. Do you see a trend here? Being prepared isn't just a good idea, it's an absolute necessity. Get your 72-hour emergency food supply for only $10 plus free shipping by calling My Patriot Supply at 800-823-2519. Stop procrastinating. 800-823-2519. My Patriot Supply. It's not just food, it's freedom. This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey everyone, what's up? This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Dunn. I hope you're all having a lovely weekend. Happy Saturday if you're listening to this when it's released, or happy Sunday, or hope you're having a great week whenever you decide to check out this podcast. I'm going to start today by talking about an issue that in America that's getting a lot of traction, and it's deeply upsetting to me. Um... If you've listened to any of my prior podcasts, I hope I've been clear where I stand on the issues. I've been trying to break down the issues and in a simple way, but explain the way I see the world and explain the way I see the problems that we face. I've discussed everything from gun control to foreign policy to ISIS to debt to just the world and America's role in it and the lack of hope the lack of optimism these are some of the problems I see right now these are some of the issues I think we need to address and that's what I've tried to do and I'm going to continue doing that going forward however America and the world right now I don't know whether it's it's because people feel so helpless or so down that they feel they can't make a real difference and they focus onto these little issues or whether people are still blind to the big issues and they make these issues smaller issues huge in case you don't know what I'm going to start talking about now it's what I call phony activism there's this guy on social media Joshua something I can't pronounce his surname I apologize and he's made this big video and it's been on theblaze.com and it's about how Starbucks have offended him by taking Merry Christmas and their new cup is now red and it doesn't have a snowflake and it doesn't have a snowman and it doesn't have a Christmas tree and basically go and look at the video I'm sure you've seen it if you haven't YouTube it you'll find it easily enough because it's been everywhere and the issue he's making is that you know well they've taken it's a war on Christmas that you know you're been silent and it's time to stop being silent anymore and he makes this big point about going into Starbucks and when they asked for his name you know so they can put his name on the coffee so it's clear who it is his name he said his name was Merry Christmas and he made this big deal about that they actually wrote Merry Christmas on the thing and that they made him he made them look stupid and all this stuff it upsets me because it's phony activism First off, let's get one thing straight. If the world right now has the biggest problem it faces is Starbucks and a freaking cup, I'll gladly go live in that world. We live in a world where my Christian brothers and sisters are at war with each other. We have a purity test where if you belong to a certain religion, you're deemed pretty much like Satan. 
We live in a world where there are still great divides among Christians. I've spoken about this on my shows. You want a Christian divide, look at Ireland. Look at the way Catholic and Protestants view each other. Both worship the same God, both follow the same scriptures, have minor differences in their theology, yet they both hate each other a lot of the times. That's Protestants and Christians. You go on to Glenn Beck and look at any of his comments. Look at the comments when they're talking about him being a Mormon. Look at some of the comments some of his staff get. I've been told I'm not even part of his staff. He just happens to be kind enough to publish my podcast. But the amount of times I've been told, Whoa, John, you, you know you're connected with a Mormon, right? Huh. As if that's somehow worse than, I don't know, a murderer or a rapist. That'd be okay, but you know, you're connected with a Mormon. You, you must be working with Satan. I look around at other parts of the world and I see my Christian brothers and sisters been raped, been crucified, been slaughtered, been told, pay a tax, convert or die. I look around at my Christian brothers and sisters and I see the treatment of Israel, our Jewish brothers and sisters. I see where one of its greatest enemies are saying, yeah, we want to wipe Israel off the face of the map and I see Christians silent. I see churches, Christian churches, have people openly admit from the pulpit, yeah, Israel today is an evil nation. It's full of genocide. It's full of slavery. It's full of segregation. If you're not Jewish, you don't belong in Israel. I see some of my Christian brothers and sisters who openly think, yeah, you know what? Jesus would be okay with abortion. Huh. I see some of my Christian brothers and sisters now, and specifically the Catholics, who now think, not some, only some, but not all, who think that man-made global warming is the biggest threat to our times. Huh. I see tyranny growing all across this world, whether it's through theocracies, whether it's through dictators, whether it's through socialists, whether it's through communists, whether it's through terrorists, or whether it's just, you know, your good old-fashioned governmental tyranny through the Supreme Court or through executive orders or through, I've got a pen and I've got a phone. I see all this tyranny all around the world. And yet someone somewhere goes, you know what, if you're not angry about a cup, you're not a good Christian. You're PC. Really? I see people liking and commenting and sharing on this piece of crap video. And I'm sorry if that offends you, but I'm not sorry. All the issues in the world, and we want to talk about a freaking cup are you serious can you imagine our Christian brothers and sisters who are in refugee cramps in the Middle East right now going I know we got a bad you know we're running from ISIS and we're running from all these terrorist groups but man those Americans have it hard you know my god they're outraged over a cup you know my life means nothing but you know my god I hope they get Starbucks right and I hope they force Starbucks to put Merry Christmas on a cup and I hope they force their staff to say Merry Christmas because that's where the real issues lie my god is this what the world is coming to is this what the way we're going to go down but since it's what everyone wants to talk about I'm going to spend five minutes breaking down this video 
because not only am I offended by that someone thinks this is a good idea and is promoting it and every new site I know is talking about it I'm annoyed by its content because let's break down this issue in principled way so I decide to set up a business tomorrow and let's just say I'm not John and I don't believe in God I don't believe in Christ as my saviour I just don't believe in freedom I set up a business I don't know call it John's Coffee Shop and I'm outwardly an atheist I'm a good guy I have morals, I have principles I follow the law, I always pay my taxes I don't cause any trouble I'm not, everyone's welcome in my store but I'm an atheist, I don't have the gift of faith and it comes to Christmas time and I say, you know what, I'm an atheist some of my clients are Christians, some are Jewish some are atheists, some are deists, some are whatever else some worship a stone some are Muslims and I say, you know what, it's Christmas, that's fine but I'm not Christian I don't celebrate Christmas am I somehow to be demonized because I don't put happy Christmas on a cup am I somehow to be demonized because my staff say don't say happy Christmas or merry Christmas do I have a right as a business to say you know what I know America is a Christian nation I'm not a Christian I'm going to run my business the way I see want to run my business do I have that right or let me go one better because you know we all hate the Jews right you know the Jewish are all the problem I'm a Jew and I run John's coffee shop exact same scenario but since I'm a Jew I don't believe Jesus Christ is the son of God some might I might think he exists but I don't think he's the son of God so I don't worship him do I have the right as a Jewish coffee shop owner to go huh I'm not going to say happy Christmas I don't celebrate it but I will say happy Passover or I'll say any of the other happy Hanukkah or whatever other Jewish holidays I want to celebrate do I have that right as a business owner or should I expect some Christian to come in and go well you didn't say happy Christmas Yeah, you have to say Merry Christmas on a cup What choices are we going to make? We are at a pivot point in this world. In how we deal with things and what we deal with. But I'm not done on this issue. I don't say people are not real Christians. It's not my style. Because I get called and told on a regular basis I'm not a real Christian. So maybe I'm not. So I'm not really one to say what define what defines people as a real Christian and what the litmus test is I'm not up on my my, uh, my Christian purity test shall we say that people like to say and judge others by but is it really a Christian thing to go into a business and act all smug and make a video and force and fool someone to comply to your standards is it really the Christian thing to do to say <laughs> I pulled one over your eyes. Starbucks. <laughs> I got you to write Merry Christmas on my cup. <laughs> I won. 
Is that really a Christian thing to do? Now make no mistake, there is a war on Christmas. There is a war on Christians. But there are ways to deal with it. There are ways to overcome it. Is this really the way Christians want to fight? That you comply or else? Which leads me to my next point. And this is probably one of the biggest points of this monologue. If you think a snowflake, a snowman, or a Christmas tree represents Christmas, hmm, that might be a bigger problem than having Starbucks doing a red cup. If you think Christmas is all about those items and not about Jesus Christ and his birth and the journey of the three wise men that might be a bigger issue to me than a company saying yeah we're going to just do a plain red cup this year I want to finish up this before we take a break because quite honestly this guy in this video I've learned a lot about this guy I don't know who I've never come across him apparently he's uh, a co-host of a show I used to be on now the intersection on We Are America Radio um, my brother Andrew is a uh, my Christian brother Andrew is a friend of his and that's all good but this guy proved to me what a jerk he is at the end of his video and he proved he's a jerk to me when he makes his point about a gun that he makes this big deal at the end of the video that I just wanted to annoy Starbucks and I just wanted to poke Starbucks and I wanted to show you how I disliked you so I sneaked the gun in because I know you don't like the second amendment that guy proved to me he's a jerk and not only is he a jerk because his whole video was to sort of poke a bear which is not something I like doing but he also proved to me he hasn't got a freaking clue about freedom or principles If you think the Second Amendment has anything to do about a private business owner respecting your rights, I'm sorry, you need to read the Constitution and the Second Amendment yet again. If you think your Second Amendment rights are on private property, then yet again I will say this once more, you need to reread the Constitution and the Second Amendment, and I suggest you read it very slowly, word for word. Because here's the question, ladies and gentlemen. Yet again, I'm John's coffee shop. I love the Second Amendment, but I've taken it upon myself to protect my customers. And I say, I don't want any guns on site. Do I have that right? If I want to put a sign in my window that says, this, for customers, is a gun-free zone. However, all of my staff are trained marksmen and any use of force on our premises to our staff to our customers or to anyone will have deadly consequences do I have that right? does Glenn Beck and let me give you a real life example Glenn Beck every Thursday or every couple of Thursdays has a live studio audience on his TV show he doesn't let people with guns in. Does Glenn Beck not respect the Second Amendment? Does Glenn Beck 
infringe on your rights somehow? Does Glenn Beck to say, you know what, I don't care about your rights. I'm doing it this way. Does he have a right to set up his business the way he wants to set up his business? For the protection of himself, his staff, and everyone that wants to go to the show. Do they have that right? That is the question. I believe you have the right to chart your own course. And that you have a right to do anything you want once you don't infringe on other people's rights. That is where I stand. Where do you stand? The choices we make right here, right now, on what we deem important, but also how we respond, will define our success or failure as a nation and as a world going forward. I will always stand with the side of freedom and the individual. If a business wants to set up, have red coffee cups, and doesn't want to longer say Merry Christmas, or doesn't want to have guns on its property, I'm okay with that. Here's the thing. If you truly believe in the free market, which quote-unquote conservatives are supposed to, guess what? You'll find someone else to give your money to. And guess what? If the free market really works, you'll find someone and create a niche for someone to say, you know what? I want to set up John's Coffee Shop, but I want it to be open carry. I respect the Second Amendment. I want everyone to protect themselves and my store. Guess what? That's where you'll go. That's who you'll support. i got to take a quick break, America. I hope I've given you some food for thought on this issue. And I'll talk to you in a couple of minutes after this break. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn. On the Blaze Radio Network. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I hope that first segment gave you food for thought. We as a world right now have major, major issues facing us. And I say it time and time again, and I'll say it until people are sick and tired of listening to me or that you actually start to believe it. America is great because your people are good not because of some politician but because of average, ordinary everyday Americans doing extraordinary things that affect lives and create a ripple effect you will be the difference you will be the solution to the world's problems you might not like it, you might not think it's fair you might not think it's right but you solved the world's problems several times. You've been that beacon of light for the world before. 
And I know you can be it again. I hope you can be it again. And I hope you will accept that challenge. And make the world a better place. On to some real issues. One of the issues that drives me out of my mind. I'm a numbers guy. I'm a stats guy. I like researching things. And there's so many myths out there. It really disturbs me. And I have a book full of notes. I take notes when I hear things and I see things of of things to study and research. Because I have so many shows planned out for you. Um, but there are so many myths that I want to dispel. Um, or try my best to. So that I share my thinking with you. And in the hope that you listen to it. It makes you go, that's right. I need to learn more about that or... That's a different angle and then take that argument, research it and make it your own and then spread that on to new people and new friends and new family and get that thinking out there. That's how we win this battle. It's not true, well I voted for this person or I voted for that person or I voted for that party. It's about making the difference on the ground. The grassroots is where the arguments are won and lost. One of the arguments I want to spend a few minutes talking about today because... I'm surprised it hasn't got much airplay. Um, it might do um, with the debate on Fox Business News this week. But I don't know if you heard the news. America avoided a government shutdown. America avoided a government shutdown by effectively giving your president a blank check and saying, go spend whatever you want, don't worry about it. Your budgeting process is so incredibly wrong these days and that's another show I'm going to do but today I want to talk to you about in case you'll hear it from liberals and you'll hear it from republicans as well uh, people like Mitch McConnell, John Boehner even though John Boehner is supposed to be going or is gone, I'm not sure about people like Ted Cruz who shut down the government last time in 2013 and you risked America defaulting on its debt. You'll hear this line that somehow a government shutdown will result in America defaulting on its debt. I'm here to tell you, not only is that a flat out lie, it's irresponsible, it's reckless. But that if that ever did happen, it would be the choice of the politicians and those in power. To default on your debt. Not the result of a government shutdown. And I want to prove it to you. Because I want to actually share. Uh, the facts and the figures with you. And I apologise if this gets boring. I'm going to try and make it as simple. And as easy for everyone to understand. Because I know facts can just. Make your eyes boggle. But I'm going to keep it simple. So for this fiscal year. From last April. To the next April in 2016. America has estimated it will take in in tax revenue and all taxes, income tax, corporate tax. It will take in $3.5 trillion, which is a record amount. And it estimates in that year it will spend $4 trillion. So yet again, America, even though it's record tax revenues, highest than they've ever been before, doesn't matter still going to be in debt and a half a trillion at least 
is going to be added to your debt. But what does that mean in brass taxes? So America's spending of $4 trillion is broken into three departments. Yours, your debt spending, which is servicing your debt, paying your interest off, going through the whole process. And roughly it varies year to year because of the amounts and the interest rates and stuff like that. But usually, ballpark, it's 6% of your spending. Then you have your mandatory spending. It's pretty much guaranteed. It's usually about 60 to 65% of your spending. This is things like Social Security, Medicare, all those type of things. It's guaranteed. It's in place. And then the last part, which the President and, and Congress have a great deal of control over, it's your discretionary spending. This is things like military, parts of government, regulations, all those type of things. And that's usually about 30 to 32, 33%. Again, it varies from year to year, but I'm giving you rough numbers. So what does that mean in simple brass tacks? And how can someone like me say, you know what, if a government shuts down and you default on your debt, it's not because of the government shutdown, it's because your politicians chose that path for you. So let me give you an example. Breaking down your overall figures, every month, again it will fluctuate from month to month, but in every month the Treasury is going to take in $290 billion. To spend its current levels, it says it's going to spend $333 billion, which is a shortfall of $42 billion every month. So I want you to imagine in your in your left hand, that's your that's what money you're taking in. You have two hundred and ninety-one billion. But oh my god, Ted Cruz and all those wacko birds have shut down the government. Guess what? Treasury still takes money. So each and every month, the Treasury, it doesn't matter if the government is shut down for an hour, a day, a week, a month a quarter your treasury still takes in money so your treasury is going to take in 291 billion regardless of whether the government is shut down open half open half closed whatever it is so you've 291 billion to spend well i just told you the percentages the debt for the year is 240 billion which is 6% of 4 trillion that's 20 billion a month your mandatory spending which is 60% is 2.4 trillion or 200 billion a month and the rest is your discretionary spending which is 1.36 trillion or just over a hundred billion a month. Now there are the figures. Let me just break this down for you. You have two hundred and ninety-one billion in your left hand. That is more than enough to pay your twelve billion to service the debt. That is more than enough to service your mandatory spending, your social security, your Medicare, 
all those checks that get sent out in the post the welfare checks of your 200 billion you can service the debt and do all your mandatory spending and still have 79 billion left over let me say that again right now at your current levels of taxation your government can service the debt pay all your mandatory spending so no social security cuts no welfare checks not turning up and still have 79 billion left over if your politicians shut down the government or should I say let me sorry let me get my uh, my uh, spin right here if those wacko birds like Ted Cruz and Rand Paul shut down the government and America defaults on its debt it will be because people like Mitch McConnell have chosen that path that is because they have chosen to spend their discretionary spending or their mandatory spending whichever they want to blame it on they have said it's more important than your debt I'd like you to think about those figures during this break and I'm going to talk you through an average person's reality of what I've just told you and what their everyday life is like i got to take one more quick break America, I hope you'll stick with me I'll be right back You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network America WK with your host, Andrew WK. So you're not breaking away from the system, just look a little different within the system. So what does that really mean? I guess it means that so much of the time, for example, when I thought I was being different, it really wasn't different at all. I was just another person within the same locked down system whose way of being different was appearing different. America WK, Saturdays, 10 a.m. to noon on the Blaze Radio Network. with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. As always, I am on Twitter, at Freedom Disciple, at Freedom Disciple. Send me a message, send me a tweet. Um, I try my best to engage with as many people as possible. Um, I am a bit lazy in replying. Sometimes I do apologize. Just working the show and research for the show does take up a bit of my time. And sometimes I'm not at my computer a lot, but I always get back to everyone. I want to finish this point off about the government shutdown because it's so important for, in my eyes, that the American people educate themselves and empower themselves and know when the media, on all sides, is lying to them. And that's exactly what they're doing. And what I wanted to do is, I gave you all these big figures and I apologise if it confused the issue of billions and trillions and monthly and discretionary and mandatory spending. So to hammer home the points, I decided during the break what I was going to do is I was going to take an average person and make the figures to an average person, to anyone listening. So to an average person, this average person, they work in an office, 
they work in New York, wherever they work. And the money they get per month is $2,910. So they get their $2,910 and they go, happy days, I've just been paid, what am I going to do? Well, at their current lifestyle, to do everything they always do every month, they need $3,330. So they have a shortfall of 420 Now you and I both know on a side point that if we were running up a deficit of $420 every month, it might work for a month or two. Sure, you can get a credit card here, and you can get a credit card there, and get a bit of a short-term loan. Eventually, the bank manager is going to say, hey, buddy, sort it out. You're not living within your means. Your accountant might say it to you. The bank will definitely say it to you. Because eventually, the bank is going to say, "I need an, when you say to them, I need another credit card to you know pick up the shortfall, they're going to say, no. So you'd have to sort it out. Washington doesn't have that problem. Washington's great. It's great in Washington. You have a shortfall, sure, just you know, throw on another rack of paper there and print up another another billion. Throw on another billion on the they'll print and press there for me. Or in a lot of people's cases like ten billion or twenty billion, not just single billions. So that person has two thousand nine hundred and ten dollars in their check, in their bank account, ready to go. And they have their debt, they have a mortgage, or they, they're paying off their credit cards. And the minimum payment on all those credit cards and little personal loans they've acquired over the, a period of time, maybe it's a bit of student loan debt. But they have to make a loan repayment of $200. And then they have spending that they have to spend. You know, I'm talking about things like your rent, your lights, your heat, your food, your groceries. You know, things that you can't live without. We call that mandatory spending. And that, on an average month, is $2,000. You know, rent is expensive these days. You know, things are expensive. And then you have your last bit of your spending, your discretionary spending. You know, things, these are things that change on an ongoing basis. You know, things like, hey, I want to bring my boyfriend or girlfriend out for a meal, or I want to go to the cinema, or hey, you two are playing down in the theatre down the road, I want to go see them play, or I don't know, the football has just started up, so I want to get the NFL package, um, or I want to get Netflix. You know, things that ch- can change from month to month. Things that you don't really, you'd want them, but they're not need, they're not necessity. Your world isn't going to come crumbling down if you don't have them. And that's $1,000. Now, if that person says, you know what? The bank said no to me. I can't get any more credit cards. can't get any more personal loans. But I still paid my $2,000 out every month for my rent, my light and my heat. Well, I need that. But then decided, you know what? My discretionary spending... I know I can't afford it, I know I can't get any more money, I know I have the loans to pay, the credit cards to pay, the student loans to pay, but you know what, screw that, I'm going to go to the U2 concert, I'm going to buy the NFL package, I'm going to buy Comcast or DirecTV, whatever the the TV supplier is, I'm going to go out still with my boyfriend or girlfriend or wife or husband and still have my meals out and my fancy meals and my bottles of champagne. If I chose to do that instead of paying my debt back, 
Would that be responsible? That is what's been argued by so many, both Republican and Democrat right now. That we cannot have that shutdown because we might default on our debt. And the rumours of default in our debt would cause huge impact on our financial markets and the financial system. Let me be perfectly clear, I've said it before and I'll say it once more. If America shuts down or in the indivi individual American that I just spoke about got into financial problems, it's because they brought them on themselves and it's the path they chose. They could have lessened spending elsewhere and made sure that the first thing they paid was their student loans, their credit cards, or in the American government's case, the interest and the loan repayments and the debt repayments. They chose a different course. That is their fault. And quite honestly, if a politician who says this, whether, I don't care what party they have, or whether they're conservative or Tea Party or liberal or progressive, whatever label they have, if they don't understand that, they're either incredibly naive and don't understand simple, basic economics, or they're lying to you and they're dangerous and those are the type of people you need to find out which is which and they need to be replaced this myth will not be solved by a politician it would help if they spoke the truth it would be wonderful and call this myth and lie for what it is it won't be covered by the media what it will be covered by is people listening I've listened to this show, researched and make sure my figures are right and check them. Don't take my word for it, do your own independent research. And then start telling their friends and their family. And especially the next time a government shutdown comes, you will have laid the groundwork to say, what they just said is a lie. What Mitch McConnell just said, we're not having a government shutdown because we're not defaulting on our debt. That's a lie, Mitch. That's a lie. And here's the proof for it. That is the role you can have. The power is in your hands. Especially in today's world. Where you have social media. You can talk to anyone across America. And give your point of view. And share the truth. You don't have the barriers that you used to have. The barriers prior generations have. And also, look at the amount of time politicians spend in their own areas today. It's little to nothing. Anytime you see a politician in your area, you can be assured of one thing. Either there's a photo op, someone's opening a building they want to, to be sure to be part of, and to get their picture in the paper, or because they're running for re-election. They're not down there usually to say, hey, how you doing? What's the issues to you? They're in Washington telling you what the issues for them are so you can share your message of the truth with your fellow citizen with your fellow constituent and share the truth and if you build up enough momentum and enough groundswell you will make a difference you will see a difference because the more people that call this myth and this lie out for what it is among others the more Washington and the media will take atten pay attention to you 
and more they will change. Change always happens from the ground up. I'm going to take one last break, America. I'm going to talk to you in the, to finish the show. One of the suggestions I got last week when I said, you know, what would you like this show to be about? What would you like me to, to address? I'm going to address one of those topics. And that is socialism in Ireland. And why Ireland, among other countries, is a country you want to stay away from. And the impact socialism has on the individual. I hope you'll stick with me for this new segment. I've got a lot of things I want to share with you. I'll be right back. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. And the fact that they have bacon and eggs for breakfast will cause people to riot and throw out the president of the college and spend tens of millions of dollars to build a, a separate, you know, off-campus cafeteria for pigs who like bacon. You have no idea what's about to happen. I don't either, but I have a whiff of it. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. As always, I'm on Twitter, Freedom Disciple. Send me a message. Tell me where you think I'm wrong or where you disagree with me on today's show. I hope you found it informative. Um, I really do my best to interact with you as much as possible online, email, every way I can. And last week I made a plea and I said, this isn't my show, this is your show. And if there's issues you want me to address, send me a message, send me a tweet, and I'll address them. And I want to do that on an ongoing basis, because it's if you want to hear about it, or if you want a different take on it, or you want to understand a different viewpoint, I'm here to help. Uh, you might not always agree with what I have to say, but I'll share it with you and back it up with the facts or where I got to that opinion. And one of the suggestions I got last week was... Tell me what it's like living in Ireland. Tell me why you want to get out of there so bad. And tell me why why America is different. And it's very hard to push your finger on it. Because there are so many different things. And it's hard to not be insulting to people. Because the Irish people are genuinely very nice. It's politics. And it's thinking is screwed up. If you don't talk politics to the Irish people, most of them are pretty nice, pretty decent people. But when it comes to politics, and this is even within my own family, they're very much led. So when I would have an argument over or a discussion with people or family or anything about, even something simple, I got a discussion with a family member the other day about um, the rules of the road, you know, speeding and and you know continuous white lines mean you're not allowed to pass and a broken white line means you can pass if it's safe to do so and all these different rules and regulations and I said you know well if I decided to do something it's because it's morally right or I feel it's safe I'm not going to really care about what someone else who's not there read in a textbook and said that's what I should do or how I should react and I speak a lot about what's morally right 
but that's alien over here. It's kind of like, well, the government said that's what you should do, so that's what you should do. We'll follow them because they know better. And they lack that confidence to challenge the authority, to challenge them and say, how do you get the power? What right do you have to tell other people how to live or how to act? Where do you get that power? Because I sure don't have any. I don't have that right to tell other people what to do. They just don't get that thing. Because there's an old saying. What one generation tolerates, the next embraces. Ireland has embraced fully totalitarian socialist utopian statism. Where the state decides pretty much everything. Even when I look at debates in Ireland on issues from finance to government ethics to debt to bailouts to social welfare to um, welfare payments to healthcare I look at all these people who are quote unquote smarter than me because they have all these fancy degrees and some of them have masters in in their individual subjects and some of them are actually pretty good at identifying the problem they'll talk about well this is the problem and this is the issue and you listen to them and they make perfect sense where their argument falls down is their solution no matter what the problem is the solution is always the same it's government it's government not doing something government inefficiency government wasteful spending and if only government was managed better or was more involved things would be better they don't understand the role of the individual and because this has been its way pretty much since its founding Ireland was never a free country never was Ireland has spoken many times it followed the French Revolution politics and principles they wanted home rule didn't care whether you were a tyrant or not once you weren't British Ireland were happy with you Ireland and socialism kills the individual and I want to share a couple of stories with you just to highlight how it kills you inside one is I used to be involved in a, in a charity and I'd go and do speeches for them and I'd speak about for different things for looking for members looking for money looking for donations looking for products you know different food at different times and go give speeches and try and get people to help you out and on regular occurrence I would get the following objection sometimes privately one to one but sometimes in a crowd of 50-60 people would just ask this question and the question would always be framed look John that sounds great but may I ask a question what are my tax dollars doing I pay my taxes that looks after the homeless I pay my taxes that looks after gives the poor food they get welfare you know it's no longer my problem why should I do anything more I got that on a regular basis and I never knew quite how to answer it because I know how I would answer to an American person I had asked them a simple question whose responsibility is it to look after the poor is it government through theft and taxation or through us looking down and seeing someone in need 
and offering them hand of friendship, of support and lifting them up. But that doesn't really work in Ireland because you're kind of dead inside. It's the government's job. I pay my taxes, let them look after it. The other story is of a friend of mine who comes from a very respectable family, um, very hard working, and he bought his house. And outside his house there was this patch of grass. And he lived in this area which had a few issues. It was one of these areas that was traditionally quote unquote older full of older people but then as the older people died the houses got sold to younger people and then it became over a period of five ten years it went from very old and very settled to very young and very family orientated which brings in its own issues but one of the things he used to do was he viewed that when he bought this property the piece of land outside it was his as well it was a power place to park his car, but also there was this piece of grass with a tree sticking out of it. And he used to mow it and look after it and prune it. And I'm not a gardener, so I'm using all the wrong terms probably, but he would maintain it. Until he got problems. The Residents Association came and wrote him a letter. The letter was as following. Something along the lines of, Hey, look... Do you realise you're costing someone a job that while, yes, you own the property, the land outside it belongs to the city council and that job of maintaining the land belongs and is the responsibility of the city council and that we respectfully ask you not to do anything to it. The city council will do all of them. Now what troubled me when I heard about this was the city council didn't do an exactly great job of other people's property in the area. But you're dead inside. You look at everything, every scenario as someone else's responsibility. And when someone tries to take it on themselves to deal with it, you're told stop, you're taking someone else's job. We don't have that camaraderie in a lot of ways. We don't get to know our neighbours in a lot of cases. Unless you're in a certain area where you've grown up your whole life and you're fa- you, you, you played as kids and then you now know each other all your life. Sure, there's a bit of that. But in stranger areas, you don't really know much about your neighbours. New neighbours come in, you don't get to know them that well. Socialism kills you inside because it says you can't make a difference. That's all about the collective. You can't make a difference as an individual. You need government to do it to you. Or for you. Or to represent you. You can't make a difference. You need a tax dollar. You need tax rebates. You need a new program. You can't make a difference. And it drums this into you from an early age. And I think it kills you inside. And it's something I fight on a daily basis. But I see a difference in America. And that is why I always say it to you, and I've said it many times, ignore the naysayers. You can make a difference. You can make a difference.
you just have to believe and to want to make a difference there is no comparison between America and the rest of the world now that might piss people off it might offend people it might upset them but you look at the contribution of America in 200 years of existence 200 years of freedom and every other nation at that time in those 200 years heck I'll go even one step further look at the history of the world and just take a, a date that we all know from the minute Christ was born to today look at the slow and steady increments the world went through look at how slowly it developed look at how slowly we advanced as a civilization. you had theories like mercantilism which was that any growth one of the theories of it was any growth and advancement you have in society is automatically put away and cancelled out by the society and the population growing and that any time you advanced you'd automatically take a step backwards because of population America was founded and was made free and look at the advancements in 200 years look at the advancements in the last 5 years last 10 look at the internet I've said many times 5-6 years ago I couldn't do this show now I can it's incredible free people can do anything they just have to believe they're free and they just have to want to make a difference that is one of the many reasons why America is exceptional America is unique and America from the day July 2nd 1776 when your declaration of independence was approved from that moment you charted a different course you weren't going to follow you were going to do things your own way that is one of the many reasons you are unique and while there are people like me who will love you for it there are others who will despise you for it because you don't share the common collective you don't follow the way everyone else does things I'm going to try and think of new ways and different ways to explain what life is like in a socialist country how it demeans and dehumanizes the individual and the impact they can have on society and I'm going to look for more stories that I can share with you because truly America is special and it is unique and it needs to be saved and preserved and made even more unique going forward but that uniqueness can't be because of a president presidents come presidents go it can't be because of a political party parties get come parties go parties can be corrupted and bought it has to be about the individual and it has to be about sharing and highlighting what makes you unique in a moral way to the individual to pass on to the next generation 
and pass it on through actions, through words, through example. Because freedom doesn't live in the bloodstream. Freedom doesn't live that you can just pass it on in your genes and your genetics. Freedom is that way of life. And those who choose to be free can't be stopped. Because they understand that everything built around them is like the Wizard of Oz. The great and powerful Oz. Everything is a show. Everything is a myth. Everything, glass ceiling, every label, everything you have in society. It's just a myth. That when you pull back that curtain, they know they're a free person. And they know they see this little munchkin of a man pulling all the levers, thinking he's bigger than he actually is. When you are a free person, you really understand that. And nothing can stop you. And I hope more and more Americans understand that. And understand and do and live the life that is morally right. And make this world a better place for themselves, for everyone else but also for future generations. I really hope you've enjoyed today's show. As always, tweet me, send me a message if there's something I've got wrong or if there's something you'd like me to cover. This is very much your show. It's as much your show as it is mine. Let's work together and make America great. I salute your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel and your vets. They are the true people who deserve thanks and last week was Veterans Day thank you so much to everyone who has served you have a debt owed to you that truly can never be repaid but we can at least salute you and thank you for it and admire you for it and lastly I thank you the great American people you are what makes America unique and exceptional please never forget that God bless you and God bless America Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. The Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network.